If you love to score amazing deals at incredible hotels, perhaps in the Mediterranean or the Adriatic, you'll love Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight partners with hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, helping you, yes, you, find sweet deals at cool top-rated hotels. Even though their name's Hotel Tonight, you can also book in advance for spontaneous weekend getaways, staycation, three-day weekends, road trips, business bookings, and more. It's easy. Book hotels in 10 seconds and just three taps and a swipe. Get the Hotel Tonight app now to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels. That's Hotel Tonight, the only booking app you need. And now it's time for Jam Session. Welcome to Jam Session. It's the official podcast of summer. That's our new tagline. We decided because we both love summer and love all the summer celebrity happenings. This is another podcast just about summer. It's great. We're going to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio's beach volleyball habit. We're going to talk about the an update on the yacht scene. Some important updates, including Carly Kloss and Josh Kushner getting engaged. Which was a ripple effect of possibly the most important the yacht most trip yacht. of 2018. We'll break that down. But before that, a different Mediterranean destination. We're going to Croatia, not Greece. And we're talking about Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Mamma Mia. Here I go again. My, my. How can I resist you? Mamma Mia. Does it show again? My, my. Just how much I missed you. We both saw this movie, not together, which is actually probably better for podcast purposes. Yes. I have a lot that I want to discuss. So I went this weekend with my mother. My okay. mother was in town and it was like three and we needed air conditioning. And I just got to say, Mamma Mia 2, fantastic parent movie. Oh, yeah. I saw Mamma Mia 1 with my mom, my grandma. I can't remember where I saw it. I saw it at the Kipps Bay Theater in New York. I have certainly rewatched it on Netflix since, which is a fantastic, it's an interesting choice by me. I didn't know that I was partaking in a global trend, but at a certain point, I don't know if you knew this, Amanda, Mamma Mia came out before Avatar, which is important for the following information. At a certain point in the history of the United Kingdom, one of our favorite nations, yes, Mamma Mia was the highest grossing film of all time. I only know that because you shared it with me. <laughs> it's an insane fact. It made a lot of money. <laughs> a it was lot. a really big hit, which you understand why. It is Meryl Streep, Pierce Brosnan, Stellan Skarsgård, Colin Firth. Yes. Amanda Seyfried. Do you consider Amanda Seyfried to be a famous movie star? Um, I think she's famous in the movie musical scene. And also, I love Big Love, but no, I don't consider her a famous movie star. Do you? I think she's actually been in a surprising number of successful movies. She has. Including Mamma Mia and, and Les, Les Mis. Mis. Yes. I, I love, love her parts in Les Mis. I listen to them on Spotify often. I just want to say Mamma Mia 1 had a budget of $52 million and worldwide made $609 million. Incredible. That's an insane return. Like, that is just absolutely wild. I can't believe it. So here's why I like this movie okay. and both movies. And I couldn't. I was looking for this quote, and I couldn't find it, but I swear to you that Meryl Streep gave an interview where she talked about the decision to star in Mamma Mia 1, and she was like, yes, I too would like to go to a Greek island for the summer and go on vacation, so that's why I did it. And honestly, you can tell that that's a, it's the whole movie is a bunch of people wanted to go to a Greek island and have some fun and yeah. then get paid for it, which is a great movie aesthetic. It's a great life aesthetic. It's really all I want to do at any point. Please send me to Greece and pay me for it. It really fits my personal view of musicals because I love, love, love musicals, yes. stage and screen. Yes, you and do. And after I watch them, I just am overcome with envy. I'm just like, God, that seems like such a fun thing to be a part of. Yes. And that's how I felt at the end of Mommy is too, which 
Which is a slow build, I, right. w- I would say. But at the end, there's some great ensemble numbers. The Super Trooper number is really fantastic. And I was just bouncing in my seat, yeah. having a great time on a random Tuesday. So as you know, I don't share your enthusiasm for musicals on a broad basis. You know, I like them. In If you have a great musical, I'm on, I'm on board with you. But in general, singing makes me uncomfortable. We've discussed this. It's a theme on this podcast. Yes. I was thinking a lot about this. Number one, I love ABBA. Like, I just really, really, really like these songs. Great pop songs. Yes, great like, pop Don't songs. at me. You are the dancing queen. Young and sweet, only 17. There is something about the fact that it's a jukebox musical and also these people are here to just have fun. So they're trying, but they're not trying their hardest. It's not people really earnestly singing opera to you. They're having fun. And there is a little bit of in-joke built into it. Yes. Kind of like La La Land, but even more just like we're having fun. It's not serious. And that makes, that is far more comfortable for me. I can really get down with that. It's when people are revealing their soul to you via singing that I just, you know, inch back. This takes us to Lily James. Yeah. Who all she revealed is that she should be a star. I have the exact same thought. So let's explain. Mamma Mia 2. Yes. Here we go again. Mamma Mia, here we go again. How could I forget you? I was just saying to our producers before this, I feel certain that they just, they made this sequel only because the lyrics were, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Yes, definitely. like, we got it. Why not? And because there's so much money to be made. And because they made so much money, but sure. Yeah. And so the premise of Mamma Mia, here we go again, is that Donna, Mm -hmm. the character played by Meryl Streep, has died. Yes. A year before, they don't tell us how. And Doesn't so matter. details and logic are, are scant in this movie, and that's fine. So Amanda Seyfried's character, whose name I don't even remember because it doesn't matter. It's Sophie. Sophie. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Sophie is has renovated the hotel into a quite frankly a lovely boutique yes, so it hotel looks situation. Would love to stay there and is reopening it and has invited her three dads. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of the the present day timeline. Yes. And there are also flashbacks. They are all remembering Donna and working through their grief and they're flashing back to highlights from Donna's life. I would say it's like 60% flashbacks. Yes. Maybe 65. Young Donna is played by Lily James. Lily James, also known as Cousin Rose, probably to the listeners of this podcast. Yes. And also the waitress and baby driver. Cousin Cousin Rose from Downton Abbey, of course, but I thought the one without saying. So number one, Respect to Lily James for being like, sure, I'll play young Meryl Streep. No problem. <laughs> that takes a lot of balls. Yes. I, I mean, it would for me. I, the problem might be that she was like, yes, I deserve to play Meryl Streep, which that's a different conversation. But I'm going to give her credit. Yes. Because I thought she was delightful. Me too. Delightful and also overwhelmingly beautiful. Like, yes. just so pretty with great outfits, good wavy hair. Yeah. Dark eyebrows with light hair, which I think that she pulls off perhaps the best of anyone in the history of cinema. Wow. You're really on the Lily James train. (laughs) Keep going. I'm with you. I enjoyed it. I was captivated by her beauty. Yeah. So she also is essentially isolated in these flashbacks. She, it's Lily James and a bunch of non-famous people because they have young actors play the various, the three dads. Yes. And none of whom I knew. I didn't either. Uh, the, the one who plays young Stellan Skarsgård was quite handsome. Quite handsome. Yeah, good for him. The ratio of young to old hotness was the most out of whack with young <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård, I'm sorry to say. I was like a little confused by the guy playing um, young Colin Firth. He was trying a little too hard, in my opinion. His, I believe his name is uh, Jeremy. Um, no, his name is 
Hugh Skinner. And okay. he, was, he was really doing a lot, but he got to sing Waterloo. That's so. true. They staged Waterloo in a French restaurant, which I enjoyed. My, my. At Waterloo, Napoleon did surrender. Oh, yeah. And I have met my destiny in quite a similar way. So Lily James is stuck with these people you've never heard of. She's doing all the work. She doesn't get to hang out with any of the other famous people until the very end. So I really admire that. And I think she kind of pulls it off. She certainly is radiant. Kind of. Now. She def- she nailed it. She nailed it. Now, two things. Number one, the storytelling device is uh, weak at best. So she's kind of, I think she does kind of get stuck with some of the less fun plot stuff. And also, I guess that's not true, actually, because the present day one's really tough. Anyway, she's isolated and she gets not very good ABBA songs because they used all the great ones in the first one. She all Yes, not great ABBA songs and more crucially, horrific costumes for when she's doing Donna and the Dynamos. That's true. Though Some of that's just the 70s. I know, but like there's some there's some good looking disco. They could have yeah. gone the Casey Musgraves route of being like very disco, but also a little modern. They were just like, fuck no, we're going full Mamma Mia as campy as possible. Well, that's literally the whole point of Denim the movie. Ruffles. So she still looks great. She can pull it off. Here's what I want to say. Not everyone agrees with us. I can't believe that. So not only, so I saw it with my mother and my husband and my husband was just like, that was the worst performance I've ever seen. (laughs) But then I also read the piece in the New York Times by our friend Wesley Morris, who also was, did not care for Lily James' performance. Yeah. I'm going to have to text Wesley about that. I know. I, I would just say that she has the jam session endorsement. Oh, she absolutely. was great. I saw it with my friend and he loved Lily James. We both were uncomfortable afterwards. Okay. We were just like, wow, she's so hot. Yeah. It's really, really rough. Also, um, I was really like in the tank for her when she was wearing the blue t-shirt that like tied up a little bit and the mm-hmm. long orange skirt. I was just like, this is a Madewell outfit. Send it to me right now. She looked great. Yeah. I. So this was not, I, I guess the other question is though, like, did you like Cousin Rose on Downton Abbey? I did, actually. I did, too. I recently, she was the most progressive member of the family. And she was the nicest. Mm-hmm. She was very warm. I think that some of my husband's resistance was to her rah-rah-ness. She uh, is, like, really, cheerleader. really excited throughout yeah. the whole movie, which is the whole point of the movie. Also, There's no point showing up and being cynical about it. Also, if you were having three concurrent affairs with very handsome young men, wouldn't you be very rah-rah yes. happy? Yeah, but she's the same on Downton Abbey. Con- uh, Cousin Rose is yes. just the sunshine. Um, important note about Lily James, she dates Prince Philip from The Crown, Matt Smith. Yeah. Which, there's a real discrepancy in, in likability there, in Q score. Hers is phenomenally higher. You're judging Prince Philip and not Matt Smith. How he's you doing his Matt best. Smith's face? I think he's handsome. You do? That's just me. I, he's inter- he's interesting handsome, but I think he's handsome. As you know, I, get I, I don't like interesting handsome. Yeah. I like very like pretty handsome. I also usually like pretty handsome, right. but Gasoline I kind of get what one is over going there. on there. Um, question for you. Yes. Spoiler alert, everybody. I'm sure this is really devastating for the Mamma Mia fans out there. Did you know Meryl Streep was in this movie? I didn't. So she appears for the last three minutes, li- yes. literally, for two musical numbers. Yes. How many days on set do you think she she clocked? So I think she is has to be there for at least four two di- days. I was going to go maximum four, minimum two. Yeah, I think minimum two because there are two different scenes, right? She has the kind of ghost scene when she sings mm-hmm. in the chapel yes. at the christening. 
And that takes a full day because of all the different angles and the yes. you know, musical numbers takes and take it's a while. an ensemble, right. two ensemble scenes, so it's like right. a lot of people's schedules need to match up. She's also in the delightful number at the end, Super Trooper, when everyone is in the most ridiculous costumes. It's like Waterloo in the first movie at the end, where they're just doing it for fun. But she is not in that the whole time, so right. I think they probably could have filmed just her parts in a day. Yes. So I think two. Okay. I think that Cher was probably there for a day. A day. One day. One day. Yes. Because she stands in one place on one set to sing both songs. Two costumes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, though I have to say, the Cher, Andy Garcia, Fernando duet. It was very good. I should have seen, spoiler alert, I did not see that his name was Fernando coming. Like, I didn't see that reveal. I should have because it's the laziest script writing in history, but I was delighted. Me too. It was really good. And then he is dancing back up when she is singing Super Trooper, which was really also delightful. Just so good. Another person who I'm very confused about their their, uh, time commitment, Mm -hmm. Dominic Cooper. Yeah. I also feel really bad because Amanda Seyfried and Dominic Cooper dated. Yes, after Mama Mia. After Mama Mia. And then it was a, very bad breakup, Very as bad. I understand. She spent like three years giving interviews, like a lore about how she was really upset after her breakup. And it was really, really tough. She was working through that in public. She's still working through it because she's been giving interviews on this press tour about how her husband and father of her child, Thomas Dasky of the newsroom. Uh, what was his name, Jim? Oh, I don't remember. You, did, I loved the newsroom. Yeah. Uh, I, unironically so. Anyway, she's been talking to the press about how he doesn't need to worry. She's over it. And it's like, girl, if you're talking about it, nope, not over it. And they have to make out. They have to pretend that they love each other and want to have a baby. There's a lot of things that happen in the plot that just seems like it was a result of people's schedules and yes. also feuds. Like, mm-hmm. for example, his character is in, like, New York for for a lot of the movie. Yes. Like, learning about the hotel industry. Right. Shadowing at, like, a fancy hotel. And then he comes back with Dancing Queen playing. It's actually a great scene. But they probably had to interact for, what, maximum five days? I would assume a week, yes. The wrinkle with a musical, though, is you film it, but then you also have to go to the recording studio. Right. So there, that, that adds a few days. I bet Meryl puts more time in the recording studio than she did on set in... Croatia, not Greece. Right. Huge island controversy. And as the official podcast of summer and also islands. And the Adriatic and the Mediterranean. Exactly. We need to keep you updated on this. The first Mamma Mia movie was set in Greece on a fictional island, but it was filmed on a real island, Skopelos. Oh. The second Mamma Mia movie was filmed on a Croatian island. Very clearly. And they they really use the woods a lot because I think it's harder to differentiate right. between like woodsy scenes than various rocky. Uh, I mean, Greece's rocky yeah. beaches are so famous with all of the hills and everything. Right. Croatia's less so, except for like King's Landing. But it's very obvious when you're not in Greece because Greece is so distinct. And it's funny, like I'm, I, as discussed on this podcast, I'm planning a vacation to Europe in mm-hmm. September. And I was thinking about going to Greece with my friend. And she was like, I was telling her I was going to go see Mamma Mia. And she's like, you're going to want to go to Greece after, like, just you're, you've been warned. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, whatever, I'll live. And then I had, I was like, my Greece desire has not risen because this was very clearly not Greece. I thought it was beautiful. Why don't you want to go? I know, I do want to go. Those trees are great. I just, I need, to, I need to commit some emotional energy to the Adriatic, probably in like 2019, 2020. Okay. But right now I'm still focused on the Mediterranean. Okay, we'll keep monitoring this situation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the people of Greece and particularly Scopolos, were quite upset, which I, I get it. too. Yeah. yeah. It's a real loss of money. Because now they're not the only Mamma Mia island. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, what do you think? Why did Meryl say no? And then ultimately what convinced her to say yes other than money? And how much do you think she got paid for her, like, let's say a total of one week's time, including recording studio and eh, let's go 10 days. I bet it was a 10 day commitment to be in Mamma Mia too. Five million? I was going to go with two. I bet you're right though. Well, I don't know. So I guess we learned on Devil Wears Prada that she was paid five or six million for Devil yeah. Wears Prada. Yeah, to be the lead. So, but inflation plus she can do whatever she wants and they know how much money they're going to make off of it. I would say maybe two to three. Maybe that's right. We'll put it in the two to five range. I feel like she liked making Mamma Mia, right? There are oh, all yeah. the stories about yeah. Her partying with Christine Bransky. And Follow, followed up by their partying during Into the Woods. Those two are like buddies. I love right. it. It's a great friendship. And Meryl doesn't seem like a particularly spiteful or rude person. So I don't think she wanted to be in the full movie because she's Meryl Streep and she's got other shit to do. Yeah. But I think that she agreed to be in a scene because they need it to, to make the thing go and she likes these people. Yeah. That would be my guess. Also, Tom Hanks and... Rita Wilson, our producers, yes. executive producers it's on this. It's a tone film. Right. So I, th- you have to imagine that that had something to do with it. I have a question. Would you have preferred running back Mamma Mia 1 with Meryl and the three dudes with a side of Amanda Seyfried? Or w- are you happy that they pivoted and we fell into this li- Lily James field? Well, the real problem that you're facing when you're writing Mamma Mia 2, and we already talked about this, and Wesley pointed out in his piece as well, is that they've used up all the good songs. Yes. So if I'm imagining, Meryl could carry off some of the boring songs, but Pierce Brosnan trying to sing a C-list ABBA song you don't know, no one wants to be a part of that. I think think that I'm not that interested in... In the the three guys, maybe that's ageist, but I was just like Colin Firth, I love you, but I'd rather watch Bridget Jones's Baby for my recent Colin Firth. I was delighted every time he showed up. I think he's aging quite well, and the dancing queen scene when he's kind of draping himself over the ship, yeah, and dance that was delightful. I have literally, I have like almost no memory of Mom Mia One. I was like, I think he's the real father, but I just think that because he's Colin Firth, he is the real father, right? Do we know that? I believe so, because at the end, he's talking about, um, they're talking about like what, what the baby's going to look like, and he's like, I hope he has my eyes. And so I thought that we learned that he was the real father. Oh, I thought maybe he was just making a joke. Oh, I was reading too much into it. In my head, like Colin Firth is like unassailable. Okay. It's very weird that Pierce Brosnan was James Bond, and now he's like the sixth lead in Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. Very strange. Very strange. But is I- that what holds for Daniel Craig? I would love a musical turn from Daniel Craig. I don't think Daniel Craig has this silly bone in him that could let him do this. And that's why he's a better James Bond, and that's why he should not be in Mamma Mia 3. Obviously, Pierce Brosnan's Apex Mountain was Mrs. Doubtfire. Everyone knows. Thomas Crown Affair. Come on. Oh, right. I Come on. That too. Thank you. <laughs> those are, those wow. Show some respect. Two. One and two. Just a really... F- I had a fun time. It's like an objectively bad movie with like a lot of problem, like plot holes. 100%. And- Did it take us this long to say that? It's not good. Who cares? Had a delightful, delightful. time. Delightful. I had a really... I was like flagging. I, I stupidly went to a late show on Tuesday, but I was yeah. like, I'm going to walk around the mall. It'll be fun. And... Uh, I was flagging, and then I really, like, my energy just kicked up about 25 minutes in. I started having a great time. It's really nice to make fun movies that you could take your parents to. Please do more of that. And if they also feature summer, that's great. Then we can talk about them on the official podcast of summer. I have another um, note on aesthetics before we move on. Yeah, let's do it. First of all, I did not like Amanda Seyfried's makeup, and there were so many tight tight shots on her Mm -hmm. face. 
Which leads me to a second observation, which is in the finale, when they finally got Meryl and Cher in the same room. Yes. Amanda Seyfried's boobs are way bigger. Amanda Seyfried just had a baby. Yes. And so I'm just assuming that her, her, uh, her roles must have like straddled some time where she like was like in between phases or whatever. And I was like, oh, she's nursing in this final scene. I could tell. <laughs> and I think it's also one of the reasons there are so many t- close-ups on her face is because of her pregnancy. Yeah, I think timing-wise in terms of when she had the kid, that makes sense. Yeah. Because you have to assume this was filmed last summer. Must have been. Yeah. I'm sure we could go back and look right. for pics. Tough stuff for her and Dominic Cooper. Also, Dominic Cooper like looks like he's 15 years older. It's only been... It was tough. Not the long, passage of time in this film is tough for everyone. I know. Real real mortality gut check. Yeah. How you're, how we're all feeling about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was good. I'm just delighted that you enjoyed a musical. It makes me really Thanks happy. Thanks so much. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> makes me so happy. Also, I just want to say, one of the other reasons I ended up going to a 9.30 show. Yes. 7.45 was like basically sold out at Century City. That's great news. I know. The Arclight, not sold out at all. It's all the uh, snobs of the Arclight. But that's okay. why I didn't want to see it there. Yeah. I was like, it's not going to be fun. It was half empty at the Arclight. Yeah, Saturday afternoon. The ArcLight is not where you go for a confectionery movie. The ArcLight's where you go for like a, you know a foreign film. They should though. There was a Onion video. They do kind of like fake film reviews in the Onion style, and the whole point was the guy making fun of people for being soulless and not being able to enjoy this movie at face value. And I would agree with that. Open your hearts. Open your hearts to fun and joy. And. Greek islands and Croatian islands. And Croatian islands. Yeah. So many wonderful seas. And we're going to talk more about life on the high seas for the wealthy and attractive. But first, let's talk about today's sponsor, Hotel Tonight. If you love to score amazing deals at incredible hotels, you'll love Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight partners with hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, helping you find sweet deals at cool, top-rated hotels. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals at hotels you actually want to stay at. No more scrolling through endless lists of choices. Even though their name's Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings. You can book in advance, perfect for planners and procrastinators alike. Hotel Tonight is perfect for spontaneous weekend getaways, staycations, three-day weekends, road trips, business bookings, and more. It's so easy to use. Book hotels in 10 seconds in just three taps and a swipe. There's even the HT Perks program, where the more you book, the better the deals get. If you, like Jam Session, are feeling the summer vibes, Hotel Tonight is a perfect way to get to the beach, to really embrace the spirit of summer that we have embraced here on this podcast. So get the Hotel Tonight app now to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels. That's Hotel Tonight, the only booking app you need. All right, farewell to the Adriatic. And over to the Mediterranean, where yacht season continues apace. The hottest place to be is David Geffen's fucking yacht. This might be the most important yacht trip of 2018. It's like worth $200 million. Yes, it's called the Rising Sun. Oh, my God. (sighs) And it was last seen at a crucial time in off the coast of Italy. That's where the real yacht action happens. All around Capri. Yeah. Um. And Amanda, who were some of the VIPs on the David Geffen yacht? I'm so glad you asked. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. (laughs) Why not? Why not? Barry Diller. Yes. No Diane von Furstenberg, in case you were wondering. Misha Nonu, who we should talk, we'll talk more about, but she's a fashion designer and she is the person who famously set up Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Yes. She was there with her boyfriend. And then... 
Carly Kloss and Josh Kushner. Who just got engaged. They did just get engaged. <laughs> they were apparently engaged while they were on the yacht, but she was hiding her ring. Oh, interesting. Yeah, apparently it was several weeks ago on a romantic trip upstate. Wow. Um, we should say to discuss all this, we brought yeah. in a ringer. A, a wonderful celebrity uh, watcher himself, Andrew Godadaro. Hey, what's up, guys? Hi, Andrew. We're really, we've been tracking yacht season so Thrilled closely. Thrilled to be here for this. Yeah. And this is probably the peak. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. The other yacht trip currently happening is Jay-Z and Beyonce. And they're renting a yacht from the owner of the Jacksonville, or from the, uh, yeah, from the Jaguars. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. Of the, right. Shahid Khan. Wow. Yeah. They have been traveling for a while. I know. Yeah. It, it coincides with their, their European tour. Andrew, how long do you think that you could spend on a boat before getting stir crazy? This these boats are like bigger than my apartment. Okay. So my entire life is Do, my answer. Is a yacht like a a goal for you? No. No. Maybe not, like maybe not a goal, a dream. No, I'm never I'm never trying to live on the water. Okay. Oh, interesting. So are yeah. you no anti setting? No right. sea legs. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, who do you think is the most bizarre member of this of this traveling crew of the Geffen yacht? Uh Paul. Paul kind of looks out of place a little bit, but definitely Carly Kloss. Yeah. So uh, Carly Kloss is like a noted progressive. She's like down for the female cause. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Time out number one. (laughs) Noted progressive is that Carly Kloss (laughs) tweets some shit about going to marches and being with her while agreeing to she's marry a, Josh Kushner. She's also learning how to code. Yeah. Yeah. Then she's, yeah. Then she's agreeing to marry Josh Kushner. And like, I'm yeah. just like, Carly, what are you doing? Right. Also, apparently. W-Y-D. Right. Yes. What you, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, also, I recently read a blind gossip item that I was pretty sure was about Carly Kloss, which is that her whole NYU coding thing, she's not really participating in that anymore. She doesn't oh. show up for oh, class, man. et cetera. Fascinating. And she may... This I can't believe. Yeah. <laughs> the whole Kushner situation really just is like makes talking about Carly Kloss's gigantic engagement ring less fun. Yeah. Because we're like, we know where this money is from. Not to say he's like involved in all of his brother's business dealings, but the Kushner family has like a long, a long history of sketchiness and like legal trouble. It's true. So we should say a couple of things. They've been together for six years. Yes. Long so time. before the presidency of it mm-hmm. all. Sure. Though I think the writing was on the wall a little bit about who the Kushners were. Yes. Uh, Definitely since the father Kushner was in jail. Yes. They both attended the March for Our Lives. Yes, they did. And Josh Kushner was spotted at the Women's March the day after Trump was inaugurated. Got it. Though he said that he was just, quote, observing. But a pretty decent subject to (laughs) go out and be photographed among the million people protesting your brother's father-in-law. He is... Really cute. I just have to say it. Like, I I don't know. We can't have an honest conversation if we're not talking about the fact that he's like really cute. And Carly Kloss has known him since she was 19. And sometimes you just kind of go with the flow of things. The heart wants what the heart wants. It does. He looks a lot to me like Misha Nonu's boyfriend, Mikey Hess. But both these guys are very good friends with Scooter Braun. Okay. And Ooh. they are, like, often seen, like, doing trips together. The bronze travel so much. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. It seems like they, oh, by the way, they're having a girl per the gender reveal on their Instagram okay. yesterday. All right. And <laughs> ever since um, the Justin Bieber movie in 2010, I've just been obsessed with them. 
It's well documented on this 2011. podcast. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there, that's just like kind of, that's like a crew. It's sort of the next wave of billionaires is like Scooter and his friends. Like, and it makes sense. Like David Geffen is like a music titan who's right. passing the mantle over to Scooter and his friends. And they're right. kind of like learning in in the yacht season. And, and Scooter had his own yacht that he was on with his family. They just got back like a week ago. Right. I think that we kind of skipped over the... Mikey Hess, the last name being Hess, as in Hess Oil and yes. Gas. So Scooter Ooh. is the least rich person in yeah, this he's, triangle. He's just like a rich a kid from Greenwich. Exactly. This is <laughs> each of these people on the yacht could afford their own yacht. Yes, but they've chosen just to hang together, or at least I think could Carly Class afford a yacht? I think so. She could rent one. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. probably wouldn't be a prudent financial decision to buy. No, I don't think any of these people. I guess David Geffen probably owns his own yacht, but for the most part, I don't think he they owns own several them. yachts. I read the Wikipedia page about his kind of yacht journey. Really, yeah. seems like a bad investment. What's it's your, a what'd really you learn? Just that he he bought one. He sold an. He bought another from a Russian oligarch's ex wife. Mm-hmm. They each cost hundreds of millions of dollars. They're terrible investments. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Bad Depreciating well. immediately. Right. Even worse than a car and its depreciation value. Definitely. It's pretty wild. So, I think Paul McCartney is just sort of needs to be addressed here. I was going to say, who <laughs> is the most confused about what's happening? Absolutely Paul McCartney. It's 100% Paul. Yeah. Paul McCartney strikes me as a man who does really still care about his craft and his music. And he's probably like, who are these people that don't have jobs? I think it's, yes, I think that's true. I think he's also been so famous for so long and was far more famous than any of these people. Like Carly Class is not even close to the yeah. level of fame that Paul McCartney had. So he's just in his own bubble where you can't really penetrate it, I guess. Yeah, totally. And he's just sort of like, who are these youngsters? Yeah, but I'm sure he enjoyed the yacht. It looks like a nice yacht. Yeah, it seems like they're having a great time. Another subplot related to the engagement of Carly Kloss and Josh Kushner. Mm-hmm. Carly Kloss called all of her BFFs, her B-fries. Yes. Mm-hmm. To, do you guys know those necklaces? that you? It's like best friend necklaces. One person gets B-fry in their heart and the other gets street ends. It's like B-E break S-T and then F-R-I mm. break E-N-D-S. Is this new or is this like what we did in... It's, like, a, it's a child. Like fourth four, grade. Fourth grade, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B-Fry okay. and Street Ends. Okay. So she called all her B-Fries and um, <laughs> recorded how they responded to her right. engagement. Yeah. Very notably did not call Taylor Swift. That's true. Or she did not post Taylor Swift's reaction... Correct. Yeah. That's which, a better way of putting it. Which kind of equals the same thing. It's because, a snub. Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's an indicator. Or it's an indicator. I don't know if it's a snub because maybe they didn't talk. Maybe they're not friends anymore. Maybe, maybe Taylor Swift is really super political and she's offended that Carla Klaus <laughs> is marrying Kushner. I bet that's Twist. it. Don't you? That's got to be Yeah, that. I bet. Um, will we ever find out what happened between them? No, probably not. I no. Maybe... No, because Taylor Swift is never, ever going to divulge anything. And I assume she made makes everyone in her life sign NDAs. So probably not. I feel like Carly Kloss has taken the Taylor Swift route of trying to go out of her way to like, like through, through absences and through omissions, making it clear who mm-hmm. she's down with. And it's not Taylor Swift. And I feel like that's what ta- younger Taylor used to do. That's true. Yeah. So she learned, learned yeah. from her former friend. Can we talk about who she did call? Yes, I'd love to. She called... Her sisters and her mom, which is good. Yeah. Yes. And then Normal. also Serena Williams. Yes. Okay. And 
Princess Beatrice, yeah, not even Eugenie, Beatrice. <laughs> incredible. Which is, so I guess we have to say at this point, there's a lot of evidence for like a royal adjacent crew, right? Yes. So Misha mm-hmm. Nonio is definitely adjacent via, she's not adjacent, she's part of the Meghan, Prince Harry circle. Yes. Which, and then also Carly. Serena. Exactly. Yeah. So Carly, Serena, Misha, and then apparently Princess Beatrice wormed her way into this, even though she's not the cool one. That's Eugenie. Eugenie's great on Instagram. I recommend that, oh, that I'll, follow. I'll give her a follow. And you can get ready because she's going to get married in the fall. It'll be like a lesser royal wedding, but it, we can still watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, my note here is Serena Williams seems pretty available. I yes. think you could be friends with her yeah. if you yes. tried hard enough. <laughs> I, I do. She I, just seems like she's out there if you want some FaceTime. Well, tennis is really lonely. She's just been traveling from tournament to tournament for 17 years now. Yeah. A really yeah. long time. You're always on the road. You play by yourself. She already dated and broke up with her coach, and now that's awkward, and he's still following her around. And then now she's got her husband, and she's got her daughter, but she has some bandwidth for some more people, especially via FaceTime. One thing I'm enjoying is I feel like she and Alexis Ohanian are yes. falling more in love as as they venture deeper into their marriage. And it's really sweet to watch. I it's love very that guy. Nice. That guy's awesome. I think he seems <laughs> great too. He's really, really earnest, earnest and nerdy, but he's yes. kind of best case Silicon Valley. Definitely. Definitely. And that's because he doesn't live in Silicon Valley. That's true. If you're going to be a, a tech scion, don't move to California. Yeah. He's just sending her to, on trips to Italy, like at a moment's notice. He's just a great guy. Even if it's just for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I do too. I think it's not just for Instagram though. He was very charming on the Being Serena HBO series. Did not watch. Mm -hmm. I have only seen a few of them, but he's, I mean, he's quite comfortable in front of a camera. We'll give him that. But he sticks to the script of just completely worshiping Serena, which is great. Good. And he's pretty candid. He's cute with the kid. That kid's so cute. He's wearing graphic t-shirts like all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Uh, This is a way better celebrity scene than the darker celebrity scenes like the Kardashians and like the TMZ set. These people don't really end up on TMZ very often. This is very much Daily Mail core and very much not TMZ. And And Instagram core. And Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that way more fun. I agree. Except for except for the weird political stuff on the fringes here, (laughs) which it's it's tough. But Otherwise, they're a pretty fun group of people to watch. I completely, completely agree. Let's move back to America. Okay. Trip straight to the beaches of Malibu, where Andrew is an expert. Andrew, <laughs> reporting what's, from the scene. What's, yes. been, what's been happening in Malibu? So, a guy by the name of Leonardo DiCaprio. Who? Have you heard of him? What? Who's he's that? A, he's an actor. <laughs> okay. He has taken up a hobby, and it is beach volleyball. Why not? Yeah, I guess. He's played beach volleyball in Malibu three times in the last three weeks. Once with Sean Penn. Okay. Once with Ansel Elgort. Amazing. Incredible. Who is 19 years younger than Leonardo DiCaprio. That's depressing for everyone. And this past week with Scott Eastwood, who is like 10 years younger than Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. It is a very strange trend that's happening right now. Andrew, what does Leonardo DiCaprio wear when playing beach volleyball? He wears a white t-shirt while everyone else wears (laughs) no shirts. (laughs) It's really good. I mean, I suppose he's just aware that the paparazzi are going to be watching him. Yeah. 
Although in the past, he hasn't really shown a hesitancy to take his shirt off when frolicking. I think he's looking quite trim, by the way. He looks fine. Okay. Yes, I do. He's he's filming this Tarantino movie right, so a mere blocks away. So he has to be in shape, I suppose. Question for you guys. Yes. Does Leonardo DiCaprio helicopter in and out of Hollywood, or does he stay in Hollywood while he's filming here? Mm, I think he stays. I think he probably does, too. I think he stays because he's, uh, quote, concerned about the environment and so he couldn't be commuting by helicopter because that doesn't it's quite bad for the environment yeah that doesn't align with his values he was the first famous prius owner okay he was (laughs) commits like you know let's give him some credit i was gonna give him credit for just really being an icon of summer Yes. Yeah, I didn't even know whether those jetpack photos were taken during the summer, but they are certainly a representative of the mood that is summer. He really does summer right between like city bikes yeah. and the super soaker fight. Oh yeah, a great one. 2014. Yeah. So just Jared, the kind of the Leo owning a Prius of celebrity photo blogs. <laughs> okay. Has this headline: Leo Di- Leonardo DiCaprio adds Scott Eastwood to his volleyball squad. Okay. <laughs> That would be incredible if he actually made a you made a team, yeah. had practices. The squad, the squad phenomenon is interesting. It's like Leo doesn't have a squad. Taylor has a squad. Leo has a posse. It's right. the posse posse. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like maybe you can get an invite to hang out with them occasionally. Right. But to say that Leonardo DiCaprio has a squad is like borderline offensive to me. I'm like, let's give this guy <laughs> some more credit. It's also like just because he gives you one invitation, it's not like you're in. Yeah, that's the thing. It seems like a one-time thing. Like Ansel Elgort's not coming back to play volleyball again. Maybe yeah, like, he's just auditioning people to be on his volleyball. They're tryouts. Yeah, They're volleyball these tryouts. Are, these are essentially he tryouts. He is known for assembling... Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't go around solo. He always has a group of people around him. And it has been more than just the posse. Like the famous Jonah Hill photos. There are kind of eight other people. He has an entourage. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. He's not a solo creature. His friendship with Jonah Hill is one of my favorite things about him. Yeah. It is good. It's It's like, it's special. It's really special. I, the other thing about Leonardo DiCaprio is I just, every time I see him now, I still think about him and his noise-canceling headphones. So I do also. Like, literally every single <laughs> Andrew, time. Andrew, do you know that anecdote? Uh, no, tell me about it right now. Okay. This is possibly the greatest moment in Jam Session history. Uh, can we actually play that clip? The friend claims that while Leo and the woman were engaging in sexual intercourse, Leo, and this is in quotes, reached for his vaporizer and a pair of noise-canceling headphones, laid back and closed his eyes and signaled for her to keep going. I mean, I I actually am speechless. I just (laughs) cannot believe this. That is just so offensive. And then they legit claim that the song he was listening to was Electric Feel by MGMT. Can you hot dates dying? This is that's his sex choice song. Like of all okay, okay. Is there any song that, that would be okay to listen to on noise canceling yes, headphones? There's while one. Listening? Okay, what is it? Climax by Usher. That's okay. the only one. <laughs> I think he listens to MGMT. In noise canceling headphones while people perform sex acts. Oh right, on, yep. on this him. Is, but on this him. is That's true. <laughs> on him. I guess yeah. It's on not him. Just like oh, he's like 
taking yeah. in some like live action porn, he's <laughs> receiving sexual acts. I mean, that's not without said the realm of possibility. But sure. again, yeah. by the way, this is not confirmed. Not it's, confirmed. That's, that's a rumor. <laughs> Let me just like please. It's it's a thing that people say that we have not verified in any way. If I ever met him, yeah. I would ask. Okay, you would. I would have like three shots. I do believe this about you. And then you. I would ask. I yeah. absolutely would. I know. Because I probably would never see him again, so what's the yeah. difference? It would probably be like my one-time invite to volleyball, and I'd have to make the most of it. <laughs> and making the most of it would be like Leonardo DiCaprio. Is it true? You, <laughs> you, just, we, like, you can just play electric What field, answer are you like, hoping <laughs> for there? I think yes. Okay. It's so demeaning and so rude and so like sick Yes, but just an incredible <laughs> rumor that I've committed so much energy to that if it weren't true, it would be like a kid learning that Santa Claus was fake. I agree with that. I don't. I agree with you. And it doesn't align with our values, but also I would be so disappointed if I had invested so much right. energy in knowing this and carrying it around right. and sharing it with people and probably, it not being true. Probably a similar to dilemma to how Carly Kloss feels about marrying the Kushner yes, family. Yes, exactly. You know? <laughs> right. It all it's comes like, full circle. It doesn't circle. align with her values. Yeah. But she has committed so much time and energy. It's just <laughs> so very hard for it's her to true. move forward otherwise. Yeah. Um, also, part of this Just Jared headline is Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood, never going to happen. Stop no, trying. It's really not. I don't want him to force on me either. He's pretty handsome, though. You know who I want to get the invite? Yeah. Channing Tatum. I would like him to get a one a one day invite to the squad. I want to see Brad Pitt out there. Brad yeah. Pitt, who's also been living quite a 2018 in his own right. way. Yeah, Brad can get out there. Yeah. I mean, how is Leo not like, hey, dude, we just played beach volleyball yesterday. You want to come next week? Yeah, they are seeing each other coworkers right now. They're colleagues on a movie set. Right. Um, It's kind of amazing that Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio have not been in a movie together before. That's true, but they were kind of too... Both too hot? Yeah. Flying too close to the sun. Exactly. And now... <laughs> Separate orbits, though. Now things have changed, and so they're, they complement each other as opposed to eclipsing each other. That's I'm, what I would say. I'm quite excited about it. I am too. I think it's the best and worst idea for yeah. a movie ever in history. Like I, I'm really, really looking forward to it, and I'm also concerned that Quentin Tarantino handling the Sharon Tate murder may not really be the most responsible <laughs> of movie going experiences. Just, just some thoughts that I have. You know, sure. In the moment, it'll be just really fun, though. It'll be delightful. Hopefully, it won't be an offensive. Tarantino film. Well, it's uh. Quentin Tarantino. So that's, <laughs> these are my concerns. But I, the pictures from the set, all of them in costumes. Yeah. And a few blocks away, like, do we walk over? I don't know. Yesterday on the Daily Mail, they also had pictures of the crowds waiting outside the restaurant to see them. They closed Hollywood Boulevard. I feel like Andrew's getting a real Hollywood experience this week. So can I, I tell you something amazing? Yeah. So Andrew and I went to dinner last night because oh, he was in town. And then go? we went to Salazar. Oh, lovely. Which, so, and it's great that you asked because geography is important here. We were at Salazar, which is on the east side. Close to where Brad Pitt does his welding. Yes, he does. <laughs> and then I we drove back to Hollywood where Andrew's staying. And I drove him home. And then Andrew got a crash celebrity tour of Los Angeles. Oh, yes. Including driving by. Leonardo DiCaprio's high school. Yes. Oh, cool. What high school is that? Well, I, so as, I, <laughs> as we were driving by it, I was like, I'm 90% sure that that one, that's like John Marshall High School or something in oh, Los Feliz. Yeah. He went there? I think someone told me that. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> we were driving and I was like, I'm pretty Look, sure I'm, that that was his high school, but then Juliet's going to correct me on the podcast and I'm not going to fact check it before well, that's, then. That's my district. I know. I have children I and did. they grew up in this Part district. Part of the celebrity tour was pointing out that Juliet lives that way. Yep. <laughs> 
Then I hope you pointed out uh, Chris Ryan's house as well. I did. Yes. I pointed out the my, general direction of where Angelina Jolie lives. And then we drove by the Oaks, and that's where Father John Misty yes. and Dakota Johnson got coffee that one All time. the best. All yeah. the best also highlights. a really important ringer landmark. Yes. Because in the early days of the ringer, we rented a house a few blocks away and would go to the Oaks for a breakfast burrito, a vegan donut. Yes. And like hopefully see a celebrity. We were, weren't that busy back then. When I <laughs> came to visit... Yes. I did, in fact, go to the Oaks, and I did, in fact, see Father John Misty there. Yes. Wow. Me, Chris Ryan, and Father John Misty. It was a staple of the first three months of The Ringer. Yeah. It was really important. Wow. I mean, this is, maybe we should just put a map in the description of this I was thinking that as well. <laughs> we could do a jam session yeah. celebrity tour. <laughs> that would be fun. It'd be like the yeah. TMZ celebrity tour with yeah. the jam session. It would include, like, really obscure celebrities only if people care about. A lot of who's, as in the Who Weekly, you know? Yes. And just only on the, like, three blocks of Los Angeles. Only Los Feliz, obviously. <laughs> Andrew, would you give it a five-star rating? I would. It was really fun. Okay. I great. learned a lot. That's great. New business. That's wonderful. A new business and a new tagline on this podcast. What a time. It's high time for celebrities. We'll keep documenting them. Congrats to Carly Kloss. Good luck with your conscience. And <laughs> David Geffen, have a great summer. We'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> 